It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to a special edition of MLB Extras. Let's listen in as Astros manager A.J. Hinch addresses the media from the winter meetings in Las Vegas. Uh, well, Tuck had a um, sort of meteoric rise through the minor league ranks and, and then got to the big leagues and found some difficulty just adjusting to the big leagues in the middle of a pennant race. Uh, but it hasn't soured our uh, appreciation for his talent, our, our uh, how much we're looking forward to the to his future and, and his potential impact um, that can come as soon as opening day um, or you know into the season depending how it goes you know there's um, there is a lot of conversations going on on how to improve our team some of it's via the pitching staff some of it's via uh, position players and bats and that's going to impact guys and um, but we very much see him as, as part of the future you know whether that be now or or months ahead but uh, the adjustments uh, that he needs to make and the lessons that he learned in his first taste of the big leagues uh, will all help him, you know, be a better player and fulfill his potential. Yeah. Well, I think I think he learned, um, you know, how he's going to have to attack different styles of pitching. You know, I. I uh, that's not to say that he didn't see some of that in the minor leagues. He, you know, he he he's had this uh, consistency in in um, maybe stumbling out of the gates at the levels and then making an adjustment and then dominating the level. And and we actually think the big leagues is going to be very similar to that, where he's gathering information, figuring out what he needs to do. His swing uh, is good. He, he, it's his swing. He knows his, his timing is good. His recognition is good. Um, I think he learned that the big leagues are more consistent. Big league pitchers are more consistent at executing a game plan when they when they see a hole or they see an opportunity to exploit. So um, whether that's covering more pitches, being a little bit more adjustable, um, you know, having uh, an answer for the different sides of the field, maybe a little bit more uh, attention to, to 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 covering the whole field as opposed to being so pull conscious. Things that that almost every young player goes through as a hitter. And he's no he's no different. Hey, we've seen some some non-traditional coaching staff hires in the game mm-hmm. late. Uh, you know, your thoughts on that? For instance, can these people bring things to the table that some of the quote unquote more traditional hires wouldn't have? Well, I remember the days where I was not the necessarily the traditional hire, um, and that seems to have changed a little bit. And and it, I guess it all depends on your definition of of. Uh, traditional, you know, I, I think, you know, guys are teams are more and more interested in in various backgrounds and, and different paths to get to different jobs in our game. So I um, I think there's a freshness to it, but there's also a lot of importance to, to maintaining the experience that other people in the game have have been able to accomplish. So I um, I still see the hiring process as being a blend of trying to find the perfect match and the perfect partner for Whatever job you're seeking, but or you're searching for as a team, or seeking as an as a as a manager or a coach or whatever, 
Um, but I, but I think it depends on the person. And I think that's more popular nowadays because of, um, you know, the boldness of front offices to try to find their match and, and ultimately the belief that you can be successful depending on um, how that hire balances out what you got going on in your own organization. Yeah, does the voice sound different to the player when it's coming from a coach, knowing that it was the coach who had this, base, had this information as opposed to it came down from the front office? To the I don't think anymore. I think the days of, of players being spooked by where the information comes from is – um, is probably over. I mean, it's it's we're in the era of information, so I um, players are more and more open to um, you know whoever delivers the message, whoever is the expert in the information. Um, if it can help them get better, if it can help them get paid, if it can help them perform better, that that um, players are more accepting of that. If the information's valid, if it's useful, and and ultimately translated to to their understanding. Yeah, I feel good about it. You know, I, I think um, going into the offseason, having lost um, two of the three catchers that were that were our primary catchers this season, that it's a that's a daunting task to replace that. And um, you know, I think when we signed Chirinos, it, it, we we feel comfortable that we have two major league catchers on our on our roster now, and a and a promising prospect who's likely to start the year in AAA and Garrett Stubbs. So I, um, you know, with all the you know rumors swirl around after, about every catcher. It's nice to have some stability, guys that have done it, some experience. Um, we got, we were fortunate that um, our pitching coach Brent Strom has already spent some time with Chirinos on the Japan tour. Um, that was that was useful and helpful. And and we 19 games a year against the Rangers, where we got to see Chirinos up close and personal, and um, and see his offensive potential and and the respect that he that he has behind the plate, and um, match that with Stassi's emergence as a. Uh, as a good major league catcher, and we have a we have a good combo. A good feedback. I've I've been with them. <laughs> so a couple, couple different times a week, I've gone down to to Minute Maid, and and JV's there doing his normally work normal workout. Correa's there, um, Altuve's there, uh, Lance McCullers is is rehabbing as well. So we've got a small workout group in in Houston, and I've joined him a couple different times to see him and. Um, I'm I'm very excited for because Jose looks excited and looks pleased with where he's at and his progress. From as of right now, he's not going to be delayed or uh, we're not expecting any any issues. He's still not completely, you know, over the rehab process yet. So there, you know, time will tell what that means for his spring. But um, as with all of our you know everyday players, guys that that we lean on a lot, meaning Springer and Bregman and Altuve, Correa, guys that virtually play almost every game when they're healthy. I'll I'll look to limit some of their spring at bats because these guys just don't need that many at bats to get to get ready. But um, I'll pay close attention because he's you know a couple of those guys are coming off injuries. But um, you know in December I, I have no idea what that what that means. I'm not going to tell you our plan to get him out. <laughs> um, you know, I was legitimately uh, bummed for our sport when Otani got hurt. Um, he burst on the scene with um, a lot of attention, and he and he lived up to the billing. And I and I think that's hard to do at this level on one side of the ball, but let alone 
on both sides. And, and when he got hurt, um, you know, it's unfortunate for our sport as one of our star players goes down. You know, even though it was a rookie season, he was, he's worldwide. So everybody knew about him and knew his potential. And we didn't see his bat early in the season. We, we happened to catch the Angels on either side of his rest days when he'd, he'd pitched. And then we faced him as a pitcher. And then ha he, he got a few at-bats against us, had a few extra base hits, and, and showcased his skill. And then we were, the, I think, the last team to face him as a pitcher when he, when he, um, when he was done for the season. So I, what a uniquely talented young man in our game. And, and it's probably opening up doors for uh, a new wave of, of a way of thinking of, of players and the possibilities when guys are multi-talented. Yeah, the second part's always tough if I can share it. Well, they're really good. And and certainly are are going to do great things in Baltimore, you know, over the course of time. And I and I, I know them well. I work closely uh, with both of them. And and you know they did a good job of coming and getting one of the one of the best young GMs possible in Mike Elias. And Mike's you know filled out his cabinet or starting to fill out his cabinet a little bit with with a guy like Sig. You know Sig and I worked very closely together in the. Um, in this age of information where you know I, he helped me uh, see things a little bit differently strategically on the on the on the bench um, you know how to you know how to combine baseball instinct with baseball information and 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 where that balance is and where that breaking point is and some of the in-game decisions that are made um, you know they're going to be patient but they're going to have a game plan and and um, you know certainly they have the blueprint of of how this has been done before um, but you know, once they um, they get their feet on the ground, it's probably a rough uh, a rough time right now for them, having just gotten started right before the winter meetings. But um, you know, I learned a lot from them. I, they they made me better. They made me think about um, you know progressive baseball a little bit differently and a little more rapidly than um, than I even anticipated when I went through the interview process. And that um, you know certainly bodes well for the future of the Orioles. I do recall it. I probably just won't tell you. What do you mean? I think it's. I think with you know, and, and this is more probably of a, a broader answer. But I just think I think when you developing a plan that 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 has to be. Um, you know, you have to combine, you know, being opportunistic, but also being patient. And and it comes with personnel. You have to have good players to be a good organization. So I, that's gonna, and they have good players, you know, sprinkled throughout their organization. And they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna add more. Um, um, so certainly the personnel side, that's gonna that that um, if they can find themselves a Correa and a Bregman, that will that will help them. Um, but I, you know, and, and I know that that they will do a lot to. Um, to speed the process up as fast as they can, because the Orioles' tradition um, is right up there with anybody's in baseball. Yeah, the rotation. I get asked a lot about the rotation because of the, um, you know, we lost 
uh, McCullers to injury and and Morton and Keuchel to free agency. So I, um, you know, time will tell how those gaps are filled. We do have some internal guys, uh, including McHugh and Peacock, who have done it before, and Josh James and Framber Valdez came up and did well. And um, you know, when you talk about the prospects that were in Double A, Corbin Martin, Forrest Whitley, Cino Perez made his major league debut last year. Those are those are easy names to. Um, to rattle off, and and we'll see how the off or the postseason, or should say, off season goes, before we you know kind of anoint any anybody. You know, Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, um, pretty locks, and and I expect Colin McHugh he's going to come in as a starter, and uh, I can easily see him being in the in the rotation. But um, no decisions have to be made until we actually know our personnel. You know, come February. So we were in, in the playoffs um, when the Fall League started. And after his first start, where he struck out virtually everyone, I got a text from a scout that said, I have your starter for Sunday um, <laughs> if you need one. So you know, I, I got great reviews on Forrest Whitley um, from the day that he stepped into the, into the AFL. Um, stuff is, is a lead across the board. Um, he's got size. He's got quick twitch. He's got arm speed. Um, he's got some feel for pitching. Um, there's, I mean, I, there's not a compliment that I didn't get from a scout or an executive or a coach or somebody that, that went and saw him pitch. So I, um, I've spent little time around him. Uh, I know him a little bit. Uh, and I look forward to his first big league camp because we haven't totally got our hands on him as a major league staff yet. Um, but I hear he's pretty good. I have. I have. Well, we don't get to throw from that distance, um, and we don't get a running start. But other than that, it was great. First, second, short, third, and left. He'll play, he'll play all around the field. He's got to get a glove for everything. Um, and he knows that. And he, he's done a little bit of that, maybe first base the least or not at all. But um, might as well try it out. And we'll. You know, we'll mix and match him. I told him the day we, the day we got him that I that it was important for him to um, to have that versatility. He's he grades out A plus across the board when it comes to willingness to to do whatever it takes, and and he's going to get a lot of at bats, and he's going to play around the field, and we hope that our guys stay healthy. But um, I thought it was a great addition to to our guys, to our team. A little bit, you know. I just, you know, you, the the local guys know. I I believe in versatility um, as much as any manager in baseball. So we have to prepare um, for the unexpected. So I think Yuli will move around the field. I think Diaz will move around the field. Bregman will play multiple positions. Um, infield wise, really, Jose and Carlos will be the only two that don't um, that don't that don't move around the field. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know right now. I mean, it's, if the if the Tyler White made it made a, a great strides last year, um, I do like moving the DH around a little bit if if the if the roster is what it is right now. Um, but it's early. It's early in the off season to to know. But if, if it if the season started today, it'd be some combination of Whitey and Kemp and and our position players. Um, well, I mean, being a relief pitcher is 
a little thankless. Um, it's very tough. You're only brought in to to either put out a, a fire or face some of the best hitters and in the age of matchups. Uh, we think we have it perfectly mapped out to come up and face some of the scariest hitters in the game with the game on the line. And, um, you know, there's there's very small margin for error. And I, and I think, um, you know, a little bit of luck involved in the in the in the in the bullpen that um, in certain situations and certain hitters and, um, you know, when it comes to performance, I, you know, you don't have as many innings to make up for a bad stretch. So if you as a reliever, if you have a bad stretch, um, you're doomed for a while in order to get your your numbers back to your career norm. Um, you know, I don't think that we can accurately predict it, so I don't know that you can necessarily plan for it other than uh, believe and trust in your guys. And, and then if you see something differently, it's the beauty of having um, all the data that we have. If, if their stuff is, or is different, if their stride direction is different, if their release point is different, then we probably need to make an adjustment. Um, you know, hopefully sooner than their performance dictates. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, you know, uh, I think that and relatability is very important for today's players. Um, I think as a manager, if you if you continue to respect and realize how tough the game is nowadays. Um, you know, I think we all think we've figured out the game a little bit more than maybe we even have. But, um, you know, to never lose that grasp of respect and, and, and how difficult the game is um, allows you to understand the failure rate of our game and, and empathize with players that, that have so many different things that they're dealing with and, and, um, and the pressure they have, the money that's at stake, the opportunities that come and goes, um, the volatility of that, the back end of your roster um, the, the health issues. I mean, there's, there, there's a lot of things that come up in a player's, you know, daily life or career that uh, will require, you know, the manager to understand fully if, if they're going to get the most out of their players. And, um, but I think it all it begins and ends with, with a respect for how tough the game is. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I yeah, I, I get involved as much as as much as our guys want me to. I mean, I um, there aren't very many secrets in the game. You know, you guys might might think there's more secrets than there's not, but I, you know, players talk to players, and and it's amazing what you know um, what Chirinos knew about me and 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 our coaching staff and our organization before he decided to come here. That didn't have anything to do with me. It just he he did his own due diligence before he signed here. Um, and the same goes for for a guy that you trade for. They um, they do their homework too, and and so we um, you're always constantly uh, making a phone call, having a breakfast, um, lending a helping hand as a manager. Because the um, you know another thing you have to do with players is you gotta you know you gotta tell them where they stand. You gotta make a connection with them immediately and and begin the process of the relationship to get the most out of them. And that um, sometimes that comes before they're signed or traded for. Sometimes it comes um, afterwards, but the relationship's important. KJ, what advice would you give to this kind of next set of first-year managers, the first-year managers with little to no managing experience, about you know, how to kind of handle and survive that first Well, if you win the World Series like the Red Sox did, that's the best, that's the best advice I can give you. Um, 
the I think you just got to be yourself. You know, I the, you got to be authentic in this job, and it doesn't mean you have to be um, the way I was as a first-time manager, or the way Craig Council was as a first-time manager, or Alex Cora, or Aaron Boone. I mean, there's now we're sprinkled across the, the, a lot of us that, that didn't have experience when we first got our, our first jobs. Uh, but you got to be your, your, your yourself. Players players like authenticity. They like uh, they like respect. They like communication. Uh, they like your understanding of, of what it takes to be today's player. They, um, you you got to be relatable to a to a large group of men in a clubhouse that's largely unpredictable because uh, they um, they come from everywhere and and they all have goals and they all um, they all want to be the best version of themselves. And if you want that out of your players, you better be the best version of yourself. In my opinion, the best version of yourself is is the authentic one. It depends. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, um, players will always respect the guys that played the game, and that, and guys that had long careers and managerial experience. I think it, they'll they'll test you. They want to know, you know, not just what you know, but um, how real you are. How you know how um, how ready are you for the leadership role of the of the manager? You know, there's um, we've seen some bumps in the roads. First time managers, I had them. Other guys had them. Um, it's, it's, it's not as easy as some people make it look, but, um, you know, you got to be vulnerable. You got to admit your mistakes. You got to connect with players. You got to, uh, be bold. You got to still make decisions based on, um, your processes, but, um, players, players respect consistency. They respect, um, the passion that you show, the, the effort that you put in, the preparation you put in. It's, um, it depends on the guy, but. You know, I think you can earn their respect. Where do you think I fall on that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I um, I respect you know the commissioner's um, view and his and his um, his wish for more offense and and and. Um, and I also sort of appreciate the humor of Joey Gallo, who wants it for Christmas, you know. But um, it's tough. I mean, I think our game is, is built around a lot of things. And it's funny, change is not necessarily the strength of our game. And when things change towards the shift a little bit, we fought it. And now we're going to change unshifting if, if that's the case. But, um, you know, we'll play by the rules or whatever, whatever we're told to. I think the – I'm not sure – I'm, I'm convinced that unshifting however many feet that we have, or I've heard some people talk about the depths of the infield or where we play the, um, you know, our second baseman or um, what the rules are going to apply. Is that going to, is that going to produce more batting average, maybe more runs, debatable, uh, a more, you know, energized and entertaining game? I doubt it. Yeah, you know, I, I um, you know, I like it as a creative way to try to win today's game. You know, I think it, um, you know, it's a strategy. If your team fits, you have to play, to me, you have to manage your team 
based on the personnel that you have and, and what your um, best opportunity to win today's game is. If, if that includes using you know, nine pitchers, then you, you can do that. It does impact games two, three, four, and five of that week. Um, we saw the Rays be very, very successful. Um, now, some of that success, in my opinion, was because they had the Cy Young Award winner in Blake Snell. And him, him having that kind of season um, with those kind of innings probably helped the, the opener concept. I think you'd have a hard time having the opener in multiple spots in your rotation if you don't have some stable horses that are, that are providing the innings for the rest periods for the pitchers that are, that are pitching in those, in those opener games. Um, but as we saw in the playoffs, we, the playoffs are starting to shrink and the, and the starters are going less and less innings as we, um, as we, as we shift, no pun intended, as we shift more towards um, the matchup style of playoff games. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard. It's hard to combat. Um, when the hitters don't like it, it probably means it's a pretty good strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just uh, um, Jose's been out of town, but uh, Marwin and I exchanged some texts. Um, Javier Bracamani was in Venezuela uh, when it happened, and and um, it's hard to put into words. Um, you know, when when something like this happens, I mean, it's it's just sad. You know, I. Um, you know, I love Louis, and, and he was great for our team, great for our players. Everybody loved the smile, the bat flips, the uh, the general joy that he brought to the to the clubhouse every day. And and uh, um, like many others, I was just in disbelief that 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 it, that it happened. Um, you know, immediately questions why, and 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 then you talk to your kids about seatbelts, and and you just you just start to you're all over the place. Uh, with sadness and sorrow because of, uh, and he and, and Jose Castillo, who I did not know, but um, sad just the same. But it it hit our clubhouse very hard, and and I saw all of our players' reactions, social media, and um, very sad day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.